Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlick. We're going to get Swifty. And Johnny, today is a special Rick and Johnny podcast. Because this past Friday, if you guys haven't already, a graphic conversation is back. Yes. Mark and I read Wonder Woman, Spirit of Truth. After you're done checking out this, you should definitely go ahead and read that and listen to that podcast. Because it's a great kind of book club for comic nerds that love to read graphic novels. And then kind of discuss them. Yes. But a special occasion happened. I have been calling you since February when we were start we started this podcast, mm-hmm. my fellow man child Johnny Carlick. On Friday, that mantle had been officially passed ceremoniously without you being there to you. So you are now officially the fellow man child. Awesome. The reason being is Mark would always call me fellow man child Ricky Widmer. Can't do that anymore, because now you're the fellow man-child. He has now dubbed me the original man-child. He's now the OG man-child. So I am man-child. the OMC, and you are the FMC. Fellow man-child, Woo! original man-child. And I just had to give that news and let you know that you are now officially the fellow man-child All right. here on MVP. But we have a jam-packed show. We're going to yes. be looking at some DC, some news on the Justice League front as for Tragic reasons, Joss Whedon going to take over the directing duties from Zack Snyder. Yes. We're going to get into that. We're going to look at Marvel Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Numero Trace came out. We're going to look at that, but also we're going to ask the question of who's Donald Glover going to play? He actually had lines in this trailer. Yeah, which kind of, if you put throw it in the trailer, it makes it mm-hmm. a little important. And, I mean, IMDb still has nothing there for him, so we're going to look at who, she, who he could play and then our reactions to the trailer and then we're ending the podcast looking at Game of Thrones. We got in a Game of Thrones trailer, Cersei kind of uh, telling us some stuff. We're going to look at what we think is coming up for yep. the next season of Game of Thrones based on that trailer. But, Johnny, we're going to start in D.C. land. And yes. Joss Whedon, it has been um, reported that he is going to take over directing duties. I know that you're saying he's a traitor he's a for traitor. not only being the director of the new Batgirl movie, that DC is going to come out with, but now directing Justice, Justice League, League. Um, taking over for Zack Snyder, who tragically um, had to step down. Yeah. Lost his daughter and thought he'd be able to continue on. Had to step thought he'd down. dive into his work. and Yeah, our condolences are with Zack Snyder. Yes. But this is huge news. And Joss Whedon taking over. I'm going to ask you your reaction, kind of kick it over to you, but I want to ask you with this question. Because I was talking to our own Dave Oster here at Most Valuable Podcast, and he kind of stressed a little bit of worry because really? the thing that he mentioned was whenever you get this in any movie, when a director steps away this far into the process, like Justice League's coming out in November. We're getting it later this year. How is that going to affect this movie, and is it going to affect it negatively because you're going to get half the movie in one style and then half the movie in another style. Like, is this going to change the style of the movie a little bit to where you're looking, you're going, okay, I can notice that two directors were had their hand in this cookie pot. Uh, you know, that would be a worry. Um, and you know what? That's a very good possibility now that you mention it. I wasn't thinking of that before. I didn't even think of it either. I was just excited because I loved Joss Whedon and yeah. I loved what he was able to do with the Avengers. Well, I mean, if he has enough time, hopefully for himself, he may maybe some parts that he goes back and says, you know what? I don't like how this one went. I can go and change it real mm-hmm. quick. Um, even if it's just within editing, mm-hmm. um, like not even like re recording stuff and getting the cast back from that. Um, 
Yeah, because they're getting kind of close, seeing as it's, what, you said November this year? Yeah, it's right now, I mean, Justice League is, uh, he was technically, he's on as a writer, but now he's stepping into that director role, obviously, because Zack Snyder has stepped off there. According to IMDb, they're in post-production right now. Okay. So a lot of the stuff, to me, I look at, okay, now that you're in post-production, a lot of it is probably reshoots. So if you're doing any reshoots, those might be a little different. But to me at this point, all the post-production stuff has to be what you were mentioning, just different edits. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe because we decided to do this now differently with me stepping in, let's go ahead and change this as well. So the continuity is all the same. And the one thing. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing I, the reason why I don't have worry about this coming in is because who's the one that was we know has been the one to oversee this ever since Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's going to be our first taste, and I'm loving it. Every single trailer that I get, I can't wait to go see it this upcoming Friday with you and give our review next week of Wonder Woman. But Johns, Jeff Johns, has been here to kind of see that the characters are who they are from the comic books, that they are staying true to the characters. So, I mean, Joss Whedon coming in, I mean... I don't think it's going to affect Justice League too much. I don't think it's going to be one thing here or there where it's like, wow, a lot of stuff got changed. I just think he's stepping in to kind of finish out what a director, because you need a director for the movie. But I think really a lot of it is just Jeff John saying, hey, let's keep this to the characters. Let's make sure we don't get anywhere too far. So I don't think Joss Whedon has to come in and kind of, rewrite anything no, or kind of change anything well, that especially already you, happened. You said he was already on it in the yeah, first place. Was, so IMDb has him as a writer. So he was already additional a writer. Scenes, so. Additional scenes. Yeah, but his stuff, that means, was already in there. His, <laughs> and he can change like a little bit of the continuity like we're talking about because it's not going to be like... The, I doubt they're at this point... They're going to say, hey, I'm going to scrap all these scenes mm-hmm. and throw my vision of them in there. No, mm-hmm. he might have them tweaked in... In um, what uh, in different ways? In different ways, he might tweak them. Uh, more so in the post production part of it now, because it's kind of getting to that point of well, it's either we jump out and say, hey, we're pushing back the date to this, which I don't mm-hmm. think they want to do. Yeah, I don't think they want to do that either. So it's like, well, I'm just gonna have like when they do the editing, I'm gonna throw these things in there, mm-hmm. and it will make it more of my continuity for it. And the thing is, I I have a good feeling with him doing it, even though. Your traitor, um, <laughs> um, Johnny being that uh, strict Marvel guy. I, I'm, I'm Can't let DC guy. have some fun. Hey, he's Can't our let guy. Us have a good he's movie. A, you know what? No, no, he's our guy because you know what? He's the one that put the <laughs> Avengers together. He put the Avengers together, and, which is, and had them fight Ultron. Yeah, he wrote that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I have, I have a good feeling about this. Well, well, that I'm saying that's why I have a good feeling about this movie because mm-hmm. he's already done it twice of putting two superhero teams together. Well. One superhero team together twice. This would be the second one. Yeah, this will be the, a the second. second. The completely other superhero team. Yeah. So uh, this will be a second superhero team put together. He already put the same superhero team together twice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a, that's a big... I feel like that's a big feat for a movie because it's a lot of things you're already bouncing around in a movie and he did a great continuity of, hey, we got to focus on him and him and her and him. And th- yeah, yeah, he did a really good job of doing that twice, especially with... Adding Vision and Ultron, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch into the second one. So yeah, I mean that we're like kind of dropping a few people out from that number of heroes down to the same one as the beginning. And I mean, I'm looking at the last film he directed was Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. So Age of Ultron was the last one he directed, and the last um, four things he had directed was Avengers in 2012. Then also in 2012, uh, much, much ado about nothing, and then in Agents of Shield, the pilot episode, and Age of Ultron. So okay. three of his last four things done have been something in the superhero world. And one of the things I like to note is from the article on superherohype.com. Yeah, they even mentioned WB, um, their president, saying that with the change of um, directors, and I quote. We're not introducing any new characters. It's the same characters in some in some new scenes. Um, he's handing a baton to Joss 
but the course has already been set by Zach. I still believe this, that despite this tragedy, we'll still end up with a great movie. So I look at that quote and I think, first off, he's talking about there were a lot of people kind of thinking that, oh, Joss Whedon's coming on. Are they going to throw something in there with Batgirl? Are they going to maybe at the end or towards the end or a post credit scene? Yeah, and you know what? Is there going to be something with Batgirl related to kind of push it into that? So right away he's saying we're not introducing any new characters. Now, they could throw kind of a homage to Batgirl without having a cast. Maybe it's like Commissioner Gordon mentioned something in a um, post credit scene. Or his daughter. His daughter. Um but the second part of that quote, he even the WB president even says that the work has already been laid out by Zach. Yeah. He's just kind of handing this baton over to Joss. So I kind of see that and I it makes me worried a little bit in mm-hmm. the sense of I'm not worried because Joss Whedon's a great director. Yeah, he is. And no matter what they ask him to do, he's gonna do a great job. I went the first Avengers, loved it. Amazing. It was one of the best the best Marvel movies. That I've seen. It's one of those feelings you cannot really, it's hard, really it hard a, to top. It was a fun summer blockbuster. It was. That's what it was. And it was, that was also a different time because we'd never had all Superhero those heroes in one movie at one time. I'll be honest, Age of Ultron didn't, it was a good movie. I felt yeah. satisfied, but that was one where it didn't come close to that first Avengers. And there are obviously some other Marvel movies that I would put ahead of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Although, point being standing, I went to see that movie, and I still had a good time. Yeah. And I'm confident that he's going to do a good job in whatever he's asked to do. My only worry after reading this quote is that, well, you know, we've already seen what DC has been with Zack Snyder as a director, and I'm just saying there's a lot of hate out there for Zack Snyder in his directing. Yeah. Like, we've even seen on some of the comments on our video of, like, they just need to get Zack Snyder out from directing these movies. A little worry of mine is that, okay, well, this all happened when it was like, okay, he's just passing the baton. Everything's been laid out. How much is Joss Whedon really going to be able to imprint his own fingerprints yeah, onto this project, or is it just going to be, well, I'm the director. I have the yeah. title, but everything's done. Yeah, basically, I mean, that could just be the option. Then in that case, we just have another Zack Schneider film, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of what DC's done so far, but I'm not going to say he's a bad director either. It's just that's not, I feel like maybe that's just not his thing then. Man of Steel, I didn't have a problem with. I mean, it was, it's not the what you're used to Superman being. Yeah, I think that's what my issue is. But I remember going to see that movie and my only big gripe was what we get no we get no post credit scene. Oh. That was my big gripe is like, come on, Marvel's done it. You gotta follow suit. You gotta get us excited for Everyone's the next movie doing it coming nowadays. out. Then I mean Batman v Superman came out and I basically wanted to burn the theater down. I, I I was that's how I angry do remember I, your reaction. Was, you were I was furious. Furious. Well, and here's the thing with Batman v Superman. I went to see it with you guys. Yeah, was furious. Then a couple days later, I went to go see um, my family. It was around. It had to be around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Was that what? It, was that? What I it think was so. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Because I went to. I think it was Thanksgiving. I went to uh, my family's house in Michigan. My cousin Karen had not seen it. I said, fuck it, let's go. I spent more money on that movie basically to go see it with her, and all we did the entire movie was just make fun of it and trash on it. And if we could do it because we were the only ones in the theater on Thanksgiving, and we were just able to just make fun of the movie the entire time. Yeah. Make fun of it, like, actually talk to each other and have a conversation because no one else was in the theater but us. But I'm kind of, that's the only thing I worry about is that, okay, there's not enough there for Joss Whedon to put his fingerprints on, his impressions. Yeah. If he's able to get in and put some impressions on it, I'm going to be, then it would be like, oh, well, this is going to be a good movie because I've seen what Joss Whedon can do. 
and I'm confident in what he can do. Not just in the genre itself. I also liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer growing mm-hmm. up as a kid. One of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah. That I liked. You also have the Avengers. You got Age of Ultron. You got to let him put some of his fingerprints on it. Hopefully he can. I don't know how many at this point he can is the only the only issue. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I, I very well agree with you. It's going to... I basically, when we go see it, is going to be going to actually is when we're going to see how much of Joss Whedon mm-hmm. got to put his hands into it was, th- let's put it this way. This movie is a batch of cookies. Zack Schneider made the dough. He mm-hmm. rolled it all together. He laid them out. Now, did Josh Whedon get to put do one little thing before they go into the oven or are they already in the oven? He just got kind of got to take them out and let them cool. Well, and the thing I am, this is the last thing I'm going to kind of hungry. throw out there. Yeah, you made us hungry. But Wonder Woman. Yes. And I feel like the Wonder Woman movie is going to set up, well, obviously, it's going to set up where the DC universe is going. Yeah, which direction, which path we're going to take down. Because the thing I look at is the screenplay was not written by Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder was one of the three people that um, came up with the story, but didn't do the screenplay, just did the story. Okay. And I look at the director, Patty Jenkins is the director. So Zack Snyder didn't direct Wonder Woman. Okay. If Wonder Woman comes out and we're blown away by it, not even just a, wow, that was a really good, it's finally good to have a DC movie. Mm -hmm. If we're coming out of that going... Holy shit, that's one of the best movies I think I've seen all year. If we're coming out that hyped on it, like afterwards, yeah, then I might be DC looking over and going, whatever we did for that, let's do it again. Exactly. Let's do it again. If it means having, okay, Zach, you can do, well, if you do the stories, you can do the stories and be the story by, but we got to get someone in here to direct it. Like, yeah, and exactly. That's, and this is a tricky thing of DC is in a... I'm going to say panic situation. If Wonder Woman, I know I didn't want this to go completely to it, but it's got to be tied in, and we're going to obviously review it next week. If Wonder Woman flops, and yeah. when I say flops, I don't mean like doesn't make the money, because of course it's going to make its money. No, it flops as in it's not a good movie. Yes, if it flops in that sense. One of those I won't go see it again type could, things. It could be the dagger or the beginning of the dagger for the DCEU. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree with that too. Um, this is a Wonder Woman coming uh, next week for us. Will um, kind of be the telltale of what path we're going to go down. Are we going to take the bright sunny path mm-hmm. and with the bunnies and the rainbows, or the scary one with darkness and overgrown trees doing that type of thing? See, and that's the thing I am excited about Wonder Woman because when I say like it looks dark. I don't mean like it looks dark. I just mean it looks realistic. And exactly. That's, that's oh, I completely all you agree. have to do. What I'm saying is... Um, Batman v Superman dark. Yeah. Like, well, we gonna, did they shoot this movie entirely at night? Did <laughs> well, they not, shoot it all not, at not night? Not that exactly. I'm saying one path or the other. The one where it goes really well and we're super hyped about mm-hmm. it. Or the one that Batman v Superman kind of took. Yeah, where we kind of took it out back and... Uh, if we don't talk about it anymore. Well, we hit it with it's, the shovel yeah, once or twice. It, it's oh. pretty much done at that point. But... Uh, yeah, I didn't like Batman v Superman. I know, I know there are some people out there that did, and I'm not saying that your opinion is lessened. I just I didn't like the movie, and I think Wonder Woman will be better. I hope Justice League is – I'd even settle for a good movie. Yeah. I would. And, I mean, from the last trailer we got, I was excited for it, especially with kind of the humor that we're getting from – Barry Allen and Batman. And even Aquaman. Even Aquaman. Even the Parademons, who I wasn't super excited about in BVS. Yeah. They even look cool. Now they that do. I, now that I've been able to digest it, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's just the way you threw it in. with You threw way too much at me with Batman v Superman. Completely agree. To where I couldn't digest it. But Johnny, any last thoughts on Joss Whedon, on him taking over Justice League? And any worries or things that we should be excited about come um, November for you for your sake for your <laughs> for my sake for your sake of your comic book side, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be good as long as he's got some trickle in there. 
I hope not, he can get his hands on stuff. On something. Something to put throw throw mm-hmm. like a little twist of his at least in there. Yeah. Um otherwise this is like Wonder Wonder Woman is going to be kind of the make or break of which path you guys are well, going and down. And they also can't have it to where Wonder Woman sets a high bar and then Justice League goes right back to Yeah, exactly. or even lower than where they were before. Exactly. So you got to hope that Wonder Woman at least makes it to the midpoint if not up here mm-hmm. and Batman v Superman if even if just uh Wonder Woman comes here and Batman v Superman or not Batman v Superman Justice League is here you're scaring I, me calling it Batman v Superman. Sorry. <laughs> we were just talking you're, about it a minute ago. You're putting my hopes really low by calling okay. it BBS. So Wonder Woman, if, if, if Wonder Woman mm-hmm. shoots up here yeah. and then Justice League is down here, mm-hmm. I think they have a chance with that. But if you just shoot back down to Batman v Superman, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and that's the only thing that I worry about is I want Wonder Woman to be good. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. But does it set the bar too high? I mean... I hope that it sets the bar and it's like that's the bar and that's where we're at. But I'll be honest, the way DC has gone, I'm not really – I'm really nervous when it comes to their movies. It's yes. not like another franchise's movies that uh, I'm pretty much excited to go see and I don't have to worry about them all too much. So this is where we're going to turn it on though into you guys. Let us know down below in the comment section. What do you think about Joss Whedon taking over? Do you think he's going to get – any fingerprints on this film? Do you think it'll affect the film in any way? Let us know down below in the comments section. But Johnny, let's move on into our next topic. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a Spider-Man can. can. Spider-Man Homecoming, third trailer coming out, came out to us earlier this week. Yep. And the big thing that we saw a lot, we saw the new AI, mm-hmm. we saw his relationship with Tony Stark, We saw what it's like being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And the big thing from this that I want to talk about first. Yes. Before we We talk about the rest of the trailer. Anything else is that, you know what? We actually get to see Donald Glover. We knew he was going to be in the movie. We've seen him in other trailers, but we actually get to hear him talk. And he's basically real chill with Spider-Man. And he's basically like, yo, you got to figure this whole this whole thing out. You got to figure this whole side of it yeah. out. And the first thing I want to talk about before we give our reactions at the end of the segment, I want the main meat and potatoes of this to be there. If you go on INDB, you type in Spider-Man Homecoming, you don't get to see who Donald Glover is playing. It is blank. It's just I, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to ask you, who do you think Donald Glover is playing? Who is he going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming. I got one of two things I'm going to go with. Okay. We're going to get a younger, because we have such a young Spider-Man, mm-hmm. we're going to have a younger Robbie Robertson. Okay. Um, uh, was he an editor of the Daily Bugle? Um, usually gives Peter Parker um, advice on life mm-hmm. and everything. Maybe we're going to do the twist of, hey, he's just going to be like, he maybe he still will be part of the Daily Planet, but hey, he ran into Spider Man just for some reason. He's super chill, maybe because all the superhero stuff mm-hmm. that goes on. I can only imagine some parts of the universe. There's got to be some people that are just like chill, but like oh, you know, it's whatever. He's there. He's a person too, and maybe he's gonna be just like Robbie in the cartoon, like we had when we were younger, mm-hmm. and in the comic books, he's just gonna be giving him advice. My whole thing with that is, and I'm yes. starting to think about it a little bit, is think about what Spider Man like it. It feels like we are forgetting what Spider-Man we have in Spider-Man Homecoming because we saw him in Civil War with the actual Spider-Man suit. Yeah. And if you go back to Civil War, Spider-Man was the kind of guy where it's like he'd be doing it for a little bit, but most of it was like YouTube, like viral YouTube clips. Yeah. And he wasn't doing it for a long time. He had just started the whole Spider-Man thing. So... The thing that I'm wondering is the whole Robbie Robertson route is are they even going to tie the Daily Planet into it? Because with how young our Spider-Man is right now with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. he's still in high school. Yeah. And is it going to be one of those things where they're going to introduce the Daily Planet in this movie or are they going to say, no, 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 this is Spider-Man's career, this is Peter Parker before a Daily Planet, before he's even in that world. It's just more of like, kind of like what we see with, I would say, 
Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Like the like the cartoon series, that kind, where it's like, you know what? He goes to high school. He's a high school kid. That's what we're seeing. Because even in the trailer, when he's walking as Peter Parker with the backpack, what do we see in the background? The same high school from the Ultimate Spider-Man. True. It is the exact same. It looks exactly the same from the Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. cartoon. So I wonder if they're going more that route. They won't need him. They won't need him to That's be true. Robbie Robertson because maybe they're like, you know, we, we don't want to even mention the Daily Planet right now because we have seen nothing. And, of course, they're probably not going to release this if they did. But we haven't even seen a JJJ. We haven't seen That's a Jonah true. Jameson. And without if you have a Robbie Robertson, you got to have a Jonah Jameson. They go together. Daily Bugle, by the way. Daily Bugle. I'm going DC with yeah. the Daily Planet. Get you, get you, you corrected me. I'm you just making sure me. we both get that right because I feel like I said that too. Yeah, well, I'm 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 the DC guy. You I'm are going with my Superman, but the Daily Bugle. Mm. We haven't even seen a JJJ. That's true. So that part of me is like maybe it's not a Robbie Robertson. I got two people. Well, one I'll be honest. One I'm like he's this guy. The second one was. I was reading some stuff this week, and I'm like, okay, I could also see that. Yeah. The first one. I'll, I'll tell you the first one that I thought this is who he's got to be. Okay. Miles Morales. Okay. And the only reason Sell I say that is I don't know how they're like I don't know how you do it because the thing with Miles Morales, he becomes Spider Man. Exactly. Like Peter Parker's no longer there, and I started thinking like, okay, what if this is the MCU's way of saying, okay, you can have Tom Holland back. We want a Spider-Man, though. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is eventually, when Tom Holland gets done with our side of it, we're killing off Tom Holland in our universe. You can have him for your own Venom universe, but we're killing him off, and we're taking Miles Morales to be Spider-Man. It could be that. I don't know if they can do that, because I think that Sony would still own the Spider-Man moniker. Yeah. So they wouldn't even be able to do that. But my whole thing with Miles Morales is if you have him in it, I mean, you could have him in it and just have him be Miles Morales. He doesn't even have to become Spider-Man. Exactly. But if, if you're looking for him to complete his kind of cycle... Eventually, he becomes Spider-Man. So eventually, you would have to kill off Tom Holland, wouldn't you? Yeah. To have him be Miles Morales? Yeah, but with that logic you just brought up, why can't we just have a Robbie Robertson? Why can't we just have Robbie Robertson? I mean, he doesn't have to... Like, we don't need a daily... We don't... A daily bugle. Mm-hmm. We don't need JJJ necessarily, because mm-hmm. he's a... He's a He's just a Spider-Man character. We can just have him... Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, too. But instead of only because of copyright not copyright issues, but um, the sharing rights issues, mm-hmm. which is make me wonder, would we get a Miles Morales in the first place? And that's why after doing some research, yeah, I actually like a third option. Okay, and that's the Prowler. Yeah, and we the will reason, talk about the that reason before. why I like this is because before we see, because the Prowler is kind of like a pseudo villain turned hero. Yeah, and at this point, he can be. A villain to Peter or villain to Spider Man, but also have that same kind of chillaxness mm-hmm. with Spider Man that we see in the trailer, where he's just talking to him like in a chill way, saying, "Hey, you know what? You got to figure this out. You got to figure all this out." And the clips that we've seen him or the scene that we've seen him in other trailers kind of looks like he's with someone else, looking like the same person that has that. Pseudo shocker or that um not shocker the crossbones shocker mix yeah the kind of push thing that we saw in Civil War doing some criminal criminal activities mm-hmm. which uh, the Prowler or um, I'm trying to think of his name Bobby Hobson I yeah. think it is um oh I got right he here. was also a criminal, Hobby Brown Hobby Brown I knew it some with a B and an H that's all I knew <laughs> Hobby Brown that's he was a criminal or he was. He had that criminalistic side or that idea before while he was creating the More of like a, just a thief yeah, type a thug. thing. Now, here, let me throw something out for you. What if it's because he's chill, so chillaxed about heroes, mm-hmm. he's already been the the the, the bad side of the Prowler, kind of started okay. as like, hey, you know what? Maybe he's like the bad side already turned good. Mm-hmm. So he's got that whole hero thing under his belt. He's already done it just because we've got 
We've got um, wow, I can't even think of it. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. We got we got the whole this side of it from Netflix. You're trying to link him into that? Not, not I'm not trying to link him into that, but I'm just kind of like t- compare it. He's coexisting he's with co- that. He's coexisting with that. Okay. So he's like, because look how much older he is than Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I've already like I've already been doing this. I know how it goes, mm-hmm. dude. You need to get better at this. So that's why he's so kind of like a dude. I know what I like. I, I know, know what what's it's going like. on. I've experienced it firsthand with the uh, like not mentioning them, but kind of like, hey, what's going on in Hell's Kitchen? What's going on? Oh, not even that. We have that other side to New York. Not exactly. But I'm not not even just that. Mm-hmm. I even he's he's done it himself. OK, which is why he's so chillax with Spider-Man because like mm-hmm. you're a superhero. I've already been a hero, too. I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And it's he's like. Dude, you need to get better at this. You're getting, you're like, you're sloppy. Yeah, I was too. When like, not not like he would have said. Maybe maybe wouldn't it's say this like stuff. A, when I began, I was going through the same exactly as well. It's like you need to find what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I think, no matter who he plays, it seems like Donald Glover in this movie that his character is going to have the. I'm gonna say, uh, how do I want to put this? He's going to have. The kind of attitude or the role, that's what I want to say, the role in this movie that is completely 180 to Tony Stark. Yeah. Because it looks like in this movie, from what we've seen in the trailers, Peter Parker is going to look up to Tony Stark. Yeah. Going to look up to him as a mentor, maybe as a father figure in some sense, because Uncle Ben's gone. Yeah. It's only him and Aunt May. We've already seen in Civil War Tony kind of putting the moves on young Aunt May, which I'm not <laughs> completely sold with yet. I mean, Marissa Tomei is uh, a really good actress, but I'm not really sold on the younger Aunt May. I, no, I like not my, yet. I like my Aunt Mays to be a little bit aged and a little you bit like, like fine Mays, wine. That's what I like my Aunt Mays. But I just I look at it and I feel like Peter Parker is going to look up to Tony Stark. Yeah. Tony Stark is basically going to say, I-, I want none of this. I want none of this. I'm going to treat you... Just like, yeah, we're business partners. Yeah, exactly. Which Peter Parker's not going to be able to understand because he's a kid and he gets that attachment, especially with how famous Tony Stark is. And he's he's going to want to impress Tony Stark at every corner. Yeah. Donald Glover's character is going to be that other side where it's going to be, hey, you know what? You come to him. You get the same similar advice that you would get from a Tony Stark. Exactly. But it's like, I'm actually going to be here to help you. Yeah, I'm not going to have any of that fame, that glory, but I'm going to be on the other side of it to where it's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you what needs to happen. I'm going to tell you the advice that you need. Exactly. I mean, it may even come at the point because we don't we didn't see what studio is wearing 100 mm-hmm. percent. Could be after it, he it loses. Looked, it looked like he was wearing the tech suit. Yeah, did it? Mm-hmm. OK, I didn't get a clear look at it um, because I was going to say maybe it's after Tony Stark takes the suit away. Yeah. Going with the, along the lines of one of the previous ones. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it without the suit, then you don't deserve it. Yeah, and he went with that whole thing after the fairy scene. It looks like the fairy scene is going to be the one where that's the big event that makes him lose his, his suit, suit or his tech suit. I exactly, say. his specialized suit. But yeah, I think the big thing with, uh, I almost call him Morales, but with Donald Glover's yeah. character, keep wanting to call him Miles Morales because in my head that's where I had kind of put him that, oh, he's... Miles Morales, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But I'm really quickly pulling it up because I do want to see if it is the new suit or the old suit. Okay. And it looks like it's the new suit because I'm looking at it right now, and it does look very kind of slick. It doesn't look like it has the baggy hood or anything. Okay. So So, uh, he's talking to him. Donald Glover is talking to him when he's in the Stark Tech suit. From what it looks like in the trailer. Which is very possible, too. I mean, just because... Which would make sense, because it's that time he's kind of figuring out... Because we even see earlier in the trailer where the line from Tony Stark says, Oh, well, can't you be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Yeah. And he, like, dips into the pool, and it's like, Whoa! Splashes. I'm trying to figure this out. I thought he was purposely trying to splash them on well, that I one. I think it was... Maybe not, though. Well, because I, I think it's an accident, because you kind of see what happened right before that in the trailer. What's the first thing we get? After the suit kind of lights up, yeah. he looks down at his hands. The suit says, oh, well, you have 50-some-odd uh, web-slinger combinations. 
Maybe that's him Whoa, figuring I'm them trying out. To yeah, figure out all these combinations. Very true. Very true. And he dipped too low, hit the pool. Whoa! I got to get myself out of it. Yeah, that's true too. And it could be just him seeing like, hey, you're you're a little sloppy right now. And right after he says that, what happens? He slings onto the um, treehouse and takes it right off the tree. Exactly. And falls then right falls to in the... front of the girls. Now, ah! He's like, whoa! Yeah. So no, actually, yeah. Okay, so. We got that it is with the tech suit, mm-hmm. at least that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So it could be just right, right sometime before he loses the suit and that scene where he lights up and first puts it on. Yeah. So we got that. I mean, it might even, let's see, we got a scene right now where Tony opens the door and we've seen it for more than one trailer. The hug. Yeah, and like, no, I wasn't hug you. We're not, the, the, we're pseudo, not, the pseudo hug. We're, yeah, we're not there yet. yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. And this is a guy now that can step in and it's like, hey... I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to help you out with everything. I'm not here to just kind of, in a, what I'm seeing, kind of Tony's almost mm-hmm. using him to test things out. Yeah, he wants to make him a better hero, mm-hmm. but it's like he's using him to test out a protocol too. With yeah, the the training wheels protocol, exactly. So in a sense, he he's being a mentor, but he's not being like this guy with um. Um, Glover's mm-hmm. mentorism. Yeah, and I mean, Glover's mentorism is going to be obviously a little more, I don't want to say tongue-in-cheek. I don't think that's what I'm looking for. It's going to be more of that chill kind of, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be blunt. It's more genuine. Yeah, I'm going to basically tell you how it is and not sugarcoat it kind of a thing. So after doing some research, I think that I'm going to lean towards him being the prowler and being hobby brown okay i kind of feel like that would fit it, i think it fits what what we've seen so far yeah and it fits what's kind of going on right now because like i said unless they're going to introduce the daily bugle robbie robertson would be the second one i think of but i'm just thinking either him or his son how do you do that in a spider-man that i don't think is working at the daily bugle or is in um, cahoots with the, well, not cahoots, but cahoots. Is in connections with the Daily Bugle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Any, um, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going no, no, no. to kick it to last reaction. Yeah, so last reaction. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I don't necessarily need, we all know Spider-Man's tied in with the Daily Bugle, J.J. Mm-hmm. Jameson. We don't have to have the same story. We, we don't have to have that. We can just get like him swing by and mm-hmm. Spider-Man's a menace. <laughs> And I mean, that's all you really need. Kind of like how you get the, uh, he's by the subway and it's like a, hey guys. Exactly. And you get that kind of a scene. Exactly. And that's all we really knew. You don't need the full mm-hmm. out, I'm JJJ and I don't like Spider-Man. Well, he's now, a menace. Well, now, you know, J. Jonah Jameson is now Commissioner Gordon. He is. In Justice League. You see all these... Uh, these really good actors that I've seen in Marvel films are kind of moving well, over. Because you guys need side. some help. Yeah, we do need some help. There's no <laughs> doubt in that. I mean, we even stole Joss Whedon yeah. away from you guys to direct Batgirl and then step on for Justice League. But yeah, I this trailer, loved it. Yeah. I thought it was the perfect trailer. And the thing that it got me, it's exactly what I put out in a tweet where I said, wow, thank you, Marvel, for activating my I can't wait mode. Yep. Because they, they created the hype for me just at the right time, going into the summer, going into July. July 7th is actually when we're getting Spider-Man. But before we wrap it up, before we go to Game of Thrones, any last thoughts with Spider-Man? No, I mean, I've got kind of a, a little bit more Robbie Robertson and a little bit like right behind him mm-hmm. is Hobby Brown, just for the fact that we didn't, we never... I don't never know. had the prowler. Never had the prowler. Never had anything that hinted at him. It would be very like, whoa, here he is. Oh, uh, hey, here's the prowler. Bye. <laughs> I, I think like you can do it though. You can. I'm not saying you can't. Mm-hmm. But I have Robbie. Robbie, like, like right here. Because then right you can here. tie in the Daily Bugle as he grows up. Is what you're saying? Exactly. So we're gonna move it on to you guys. What do you guys what think? Do you think. Let us know, Donald Glover. Who do you think he's going to play? What do you thought of the Spider-Man Three trailer? Let us know down below. In the comment section. And Johnny, we're going to end the podcast. We got another trailer. Yes. Another trailer dropping this week. Yes. Game of Thrones action, season seven. By the way, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, what we will be doing during season seven and season eight is we're going to be giving our reactions for episodes. So those should be going up 
I want to say the night of episodes might be late into the night. Yeah. But if not, it'll be the next morning. So then like Monday that. morning at the latest, we'll be giving you guys reactions when that starts up in July. Cannot wait for Game of Thrones. July action. 16th. Can't, cannot wait for Game of Thrones. But the new trailer drop, and we're going to give our kind of overall thoughts of the trailer at the end. But me and you decided to talk about something. Yes. And there's this theory going on. It's called the map theory. Which what we've seen in the trailer is kind of Cersei has like a map room yeah. where she's kind of building the map of Westeros so yeah. that she can kind of map out, okay, this is where the attacks are going to happen. Kind of similar to what Daenerys has um, on the other side. She has yeah. her own map of the stone table. and Easteros, right? Work- Easteros. Easteros? Westeros? Think- Westeros is the one I know. <laughs> and Easteros is not as good as Westeros, I will tell you that. But it's a bad neighborhood. The theory I want to I kind of yeah. talk to you about, Johnny, is there is, we know about Jamie Lannister and yes. the Mad King. In this trailer, we are seeing some, to me, some similarities between Cersei Kind of going over into that Mad Queen territory yeah. where uh, she's had to deal with losing a lot of children. Yep. She had to deal with uh, a lot of heartbreak. Yes. Um, some would say that, uh, to put it nicely, uh, bitch gone crazy. That's that's how I'm going to word it. Bitch gone yeah, that's, crazy. that's a nice way of putting it. And uh, the question that I'm going to ask you is, in either season seven or season eight, are we going to get full circle to where Jamie Lannister has to kill his sister Cersei just like he killed the Mad King. You know, I find it hard to believe he'd kill his sister. I mean, it seems like they're, like, routing it that way mm-hmm. just because it does seem like it's going full circle of going towards the Mad King route because mm-hmm. she's kind of getting a little drunk with power. Also, look at her outfit in the trailer. Complete black. Yeah. Complete black. You kind of see her where she's even kind of... Changed the throne a little bit. Yeah. Where the throne looks more black. It's got the Lannister logo above it in black. Jamie's outfit's now black. The mountain, his armor is now a little bit different. Black. Yeah. It looks like she's going more dark, more Instead kind of. Instead of being um, Lannister colors. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it looks like that. Um, she's going. She's a. Uh, I don't want to say losing it a bit, but... I think she's, she's losing it. It kind I of. I think she's going crazy. I mean, the loss of three children. She didn't care about Robert. I think she's going cray-cray. She didn't care about Robert. Yeah. But she, um, her ch- three children are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother's not really the same way yeah. he was with her before. Mm-hmm. Kind of relieved about that a little bit. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I think He's that, growing as a person. I think that, because with the three children that uh the three deaths that i'm thinking about yeah obviously joffrey was it's like oh my god this is the first one of my children that is dying in front of me yeah um the second i i to me the second one was actually worse when her daughter got Marisol, killed i think it's right yeah when her daughter got killed by um drone yeah or by uh dorn that's dorn i said drone I'm like that don't sound like but dorn when she got killed when she was in Dorne, Poisoned, yeah. I thought that that one was a little bit uh, like, yeah, Joffrey was like, oh, my God, it's the first one that's died. But the set, that one was more of, I felt, maybe I felt that one a little bit more than Joffrey because I fucking hated Joffrey. And I was, was happy prick. that he died. And then Tommen was just one, maybe it's me looking at it from my perspective and not hers. But I just looked at it, it was like. A weak moment for Tommen was like, yeah. well, fuck this shit and just walked Jumped. right out the window. Didn't even jump. He just walked and fell to his death. But I think that all three are taking a toll on Cersei. And in this trailer, yeah, we are seeing kind of the it's I, I'm kind of wording it as uh, she's going crazy, a little cray cray losing it. Yeah, But I think it's also one of those things where she's losing all feeling. She's losing all emotion. I mean, after losing three children? Exactly. I'm not saying it's not justified, Johnny. I'm no, just I saying didn't. the observation that no, I'm after, seeing. No, after losing three children, I could only, um, I couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. what you would be going through. And I just, I, I look at it to where I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the season with her. And I kind of want, like, I kind of want 
Lannister, Jamie, that is, because they're both Lannisters. Yeah. I kind of want Jamie to kill her. I want it to come full circle. Yeah. Because, and I know that Johnny's like, whoa, Ricky just said it. Ricky just, the, the cat is out of the bag. I want it to go full circle because what we're already seeing is, and I know that um, I'm going to, we heard it from the video Emergency Awesome. Yeah. Kind of touched on this a little bit. And he had mentioned that kind of the two arcs for these characters mm-hmm. have gone vastly different than what we saw all the way at season one. Season one, when Bran finds them basically in the uh, tower, yeah. Jamie Lannister does not, doesn't hesitate to just to push, push him out, out the window. Yeah. Whereas Cersei's like, no, 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 don't do it. Whereas now we're in season seven, Jamie has kind of gone through. I, I I don't want to call him a hero because he's not a hero, but he's going through that kind of where you kind of I I don't hate Jamie. Yeah, I don't hate Jamie as a character. I can't stand Cersei. No, I cannot stand her. And Shame. It's kind of like uh, I'm getting the feeling that I got when uh, Joffrey was around. Let's just put it that way. Where uh, if uh, if Jamie were to kill her, I wouldn't be too upset that her character. Would it Didn't die it. on yeah. uh, Game of Thrones? Obviously, though, you, no character is safe Absolutely in not. Game of Thrones, especially uh, Jon Snow, who died and had to be brought back because everyone rioted. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of wanted to go full circle, and I want Lannister. I want Jamie. I can't. God, I keep calling him Lannister. I want Jamie to go ahead and have to kill Cersei because think of the two things. First off, is a lot of the stuff that's happening. She's resembling the Mad King. She is. The one of the the one of the reasons why Jamie wanted had to kill the Mad King was he wanted to blow up the city. He wanted to just blow everything up. So Robert couldn't get to him. Yes. What did what has Cersei already done for ye in her mind justifiable reasons? What did she do to the high priest and everybody? Wildfire Boom, that green explosion yeah. that blew everything up. Jamie just coming in, seeing that. Of course, he doesn't know what was actually going on, but I kind of feel like it's we're seeing the similarities between the Mad King and Cersei, who I think eventually we're going to be calling the Mad Queen. Yeah. Because she's going, I feel like she's going down that route. I kind of feel like if they want to complete. If you want to call it a hero arc, if they want to complete Jamie's kind of arc from villain to hero, I think he's going to have to be the one to kill Cersei because it's going to come down to, to me, how I would map it out is it would come down to this. Jamie would have the thought of either I do it or Daenerys does it. True. And if I'm Jamie, I would sit there and go, I'd rather do it than have Daenerys do it. Yeah, that that at that point I can see it happening. It's just um because he Because well, I don't think Daenerys would just kill her. Daenerys would torture. It would be complete torture if Daenerys got her hands maybe, on Cersei. Or because she has no real connections to Cersei as you're of now. Si- you're sitting on my throne. I mean, which is why you just won and done. Or the whole I mean, maybe you've got that background of just Lannister and um, the different families, the kind of between them. I mean, Daener- Daenerys is part of the Mad King's family. So, yeah. I mean, Jamie killing the Mad King probably doesn't go over too well on uh, their side of the uh, folklore and how their history is told. But if I was Jamie, I would just sit there and go, you know what? Either I can do it. Or Daenerys can do it. I don't want Daenerys to do it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, the one thing I can say is either she's going to push him to a point where mm-hmm. he's going to say, you know what, it's either... Or the city gets blown up. I could see Cersei wanting to do that, too. Yeah, like, just basically same exact plan as the man. I think I think if anything, it's going to be like, a, oh, shit, I have to do this type mm-hmm. thing. Because, uh, like, something tells me it's going to be, like, something close, if not almost the same exact plan as, you know what? They're all coming. I'm going to just blow up this part of the city. They can't get to me. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's going to be like, oh, God. We can't have that happen. All the oh, old gods and new. We can't. I can't let this happen. Mm-hmm. It, and then he's going to be like, it's probably going to be an inner turmoil thing for like. Because it's a, your sister. Yeah. A chunk of an episode before he just shink. Mm-hmm. And then 
at that point, it's it's up for grabs. Well, and another thing I kind of think of is we even see this in the trailer is she even talks about she goes through oh um enemies to enemies to the west which is um so you got enemies in one direction which is the nearest yes enemies in the other direction that's the gray joys yes enemies to the, the south, south is which is dorn. dorn enemies to the north which is king um, of the north the king of the north john snow because because winter is coming and the great war has or the Great War is. The the war is here. The war is here. The winter is still coming. And obviously the Starks. I mean, Arya Stark, Sansa Stark, they're obviously linked to the North as well. But The Bears. I, I kind of feel like I want the kind of circle to be completed full through. Because I want that to... I feel like with the arc they're doing with Jamie, how do you complete... What better way... To complete that arc, than to do the greatest service, like in the eyes of good, one of the greatest services. It's that, or I see because the Lannisters, the whole kind of series to me, except for Tyrion. Yeah, because Tyrion's kind of out on his own. Yeah, Tyrion doesn't like the ones that matter. He's he's a Lannister by name, but like he's even got the attitude of "fuck it," like I'm a midget. My dad don't care about me. I'm a Lannister by name, and that's all I am. Yeah, exactly. So with Tyrion aside, all the other Lannisters, except for maybe Tommen, because he was kind of the nicest, they're all kind of eat Like, that whole family just screams evil. Screams evil and corruption. Bunch of dicks. Exactly. Even, like, the father wasn't a nice guy at all. Jamie, look at him at the beginning. Look at Cersei now as she's developed. Look at Joffrey. I mean... Really, the daughter too. The daughter was the daughter and Tommen were probably the nicest. nice ones. And Tyrion, I'm kind of pushing him off because he's only a Lannister by, by name. name because of how the father just treated him, stand him because of Always how like. his appearance was. Well, not just that because he blames him for the, his mother's death. That too, because yeah. the mom died giving birth to Tyrion. Yeah, exactly. And Cersei was uh, against him with that too mm-hmm. because she obviously had the connection. To her mom, yeah, um, as well. But I just, I kind of feel like, and also another thing, and this is a different trailer we've seen it in, yeah. Where is there any kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Can we tie it together? The whole Mad King when it's like, oh, he's going to blow up the city, mm-hmm. and kind of with Cersei and seeing that she's already blown up a part of the city to kill people that have done her wrong. Yeah. The little trailer where all it was, I believe, was Daenerys kind of walking through the throne room, and you could see, like, part of the wall in the back was like, wow, this place has been destroyed. What happened to it? Is that maybe a foreshadowing of things that might be coming? I think it could be a foreshadowing, um, or it could be just... um a little bit of tease of uh, mm-hmm. what could happen mm-hmm. if something doesn't change. Yeah. Um, my thing, or the uh, thought of winter has come finally. Well, because we've also Cause got we, the um, the king, or the, oh, uh, what, I'm forgetting it now. The, not the king in the north, but the White Walkers. Yeah. No, that's the thing. That's the, the Ice King. That's what I was I, Because Jon Snow doesn't see the war as him versus the Lannisters or him versus... Mm-hmm. It's everybody versus the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. That's what Jon Snow sees. Well, because the North is closest to exactly. the White Walkers. And, and that's that's a thing where Westeros and uh, Cersei, they don't need, to me, it feels like they don't even know the White Walkers are close, oh, as close Cer- as they are. Cersei doesn't really think of it as anything. Mm-hmm. And Daenerys doesn't even know they exist mm-hmm. as of what we know. So, I mean, Jon Snow, his firsthand experience with all of them. Mm-hmm. So he knows what the true war is going to be, at least in my opinion. I think it's going to be the true war is that. And um, Sir Daver- Davros, Davros mm-hmm. is actually talking to someone saying, yeah, we all need to join up. Or I believe that's Jon someone- Snow. No, I think he's he, Jon Snow already knows. You see, here's the thing, and I want to throw yeah. this out there. I'm glad you brought that up. Was and this will kind of bring us into the other stuff going on in the trailer and kind of our reactions to it. Yeah, is he talking about that? Or my first thought was what we talked about in our last Game of Thrones discussion of I felt like he was talking 
to John and Sansa saying, we need to be together. We can't have you two divided. Yeah. Because if you guys are divided, we no, we're not going to win. We're, like, if you two are divided, don't even worry about getting the other ones on our side because we've already lost to the White Walkers. True. My thought, though, was he's talking to maybe someone. Um, mm-hmm. What what's the what's the the top guard's name? Um, something worm, right? You're talking about the, Daenerys army. Um, the Unsullied. Yeah, you're talking about the top, like the, the top main guy, guy for the Unsullied. Yeah, I forgot his name, mm-hmm. but um, maybe he's talking to someone like that or someone in connection with yeah. Daenerys and saying we all need to join together, or we're all gonna. It doesn't matter who's sitting on the mm-hmm. throne, whose skeleton is sitting on the throne. That's, that's, that's kind of powerful, that's what he actually. Says, whose skeleton? Is yeah, and on I the found throne. that to be very powerful of something mm-hmm. to say because that means. This is not the real war. This north, south, east, west thing is not the real war. It's what's beyond the wall that we all need to worry about. Well, and what's funny is now I just start to think about it. There, Every time you've heard the phrase winter is coming, yeah, there are characters in this series that think of it literally like a winter. Like, yeah. oh, winter is just coming. No, no. What they've been meaning is the White Walkers are coming. Yeah, a true winter. That like, is winter. Yeah, no, um, I mean, even Ned Stark didn't mm-hmm. 100%. He just thought winter is coming. Yeah. But at the same time, to me, in the beginning, when he said winter is coming, he kind of, like, wasn't serious. It didn't sound like it was just the cold, mm-hmm. the way he talked about it. Yeah. Like, it's he did, what lurks in the cold. Exactly. Well. It's like he didn't want to scare people and say, yeah, White Walkers. Mm-hmm. But he also didn't like didn't he didn't deny White yeah, Walkers. But I mean, Jon Snow, like you said, actually has that firsthand experience, experience. with them being outside the wall. Yeah, and exactly. With all his stuff with the Night's Watch, and I mean, with everything that he had with the Wildlings, bringing them back to exactly the Night's Watch, and other things from the trailer that I'm just trying to think of is also like I mentioned before, but I want to mention it again. The mountain. He's got yeah. a new outfit, looking snazzy in yeah, that outfit. Is. But another thing I want to mention to you, and I okay. want to bring this up because I want to get their reaction for you guys listening and watching on YouTube. There's a clip yeah. where it looks like at first I thought, oh, that's weird. That looks like Jon Snow kissing Sansa. And like you said, you're like, well, we've paused it, and you're like, no, that's not John. He doesn't have anything on... Yeah, the upper, upper lip because yeah. he's got the beard. We've pinned it down to it's probably the um, the person from Dorne. Dorn. But to me, it looks like it looks like a Sansa. It looks like she the, is kissing the, Sansa. The redhead looks like Sansa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and no, we agreed the, on that. If that's the case, how how would that play into anything? Yeah, that but, just threw me through a loop when I was like, whoa. That would be weird. That yeah. would completely confuse me altogether. Yeah. No, that's the thing. That's what we're, that's the one thing mm-hmm. I would love to see soon. Hopefully, yeah. I just looked at it now, and you can't see who uh, yeah. Sir Davros is talking to. By the way, just to jump mm-hmm. to that, um, you cannot tell really who she's kissing because mm-hmm. it really looks like Sansa. You can kind of see the face. I mean, it's mm-hmm. real quick, so you can't. It's kind of blurred when we were pausing going yeah. through it. But the hair, get, like the hair, looks like Sansa. The hair, the face, a little bit mm-hmm. features sort of. But then you cannot tell who's kissing her. It's someone with long black hair. But you can kind of see like the up. The reason we we were able to take out Jon Snow is because no we saw hair. we saw the upper lip, yeah, and you no can see there's no hair. facial hair there. Also, I mean, you look at I mean the reason why now I'm saying the um the head of the Vipers, from yeah, the one Dorne of the females from Dorne is because it looks like it's a feminine neck, feminine neck, and almost also like a feminine chest. The clothing, the, start of. the clothing looks like the Dorne clothing that they wear yeah well i mean even if you start looking at the chest mm-hmm. yeah it's blurry it looks more like a f- the start of a female chest than a not, male's not saying i'm looking there johnny i was trying not to, i was uh... i was i was inspecting <laughs> the whole thing i want i wanted to figure out who the hell yeah. it was mm-hmm. and that's a because it's obviously a, not little finger yeah that's a quick one where it's like <laughs> whoa okay that one kind of uh threw me through a little bit of a loop but I want one more one more person I want to ask about, and then I'm yes. gonna get your final thoughts before we wrap this up. Let's let's go. How with do you it. think Tyrion plays into everything? Because the only Tyrion thing we've Lannister. seen from Tyrion is when Cersei's talking, and she basically it's like a backhanded com- 
a backhanded statement, and the, he's just the Lannisters that the matter. Air. Yeah, the Ma- Lannisters that matter, and he's walking to the edge of like a mountain. And yeah, that's all we see from Tyrion in the trailer. Well, we know right now he's one of the advisors to Daenerys. He might be one of the hands of saying, "Hey, yeah, we, no, we need to work together with someone else." Because obviously, he's Do you think not. There's a conversation between him and Jamie that go on. I would say behind there's, the scenes. I'd once say the, that Daenerys is in Westeros. I believe there would at least be one because the as brothers they still had a connect a connection or King's to King's Landing, I should say. And somewhere him and because remember, um, there's talk that Jamie may not even be in King's Landing anymore. He may. Because he's head of Lannister, House Lannister now, mm-hmm. he may um, move over to that. And he's going to be that. He's going to be fighting um, or leading House Lannister mm-hmm. in the in a fight. So, I mean, we're gonna. There's gonna. I feel like they, they're gonna talk because they're brothers. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. They still had a connection. Tyrion probably walk into King's Landing right into the throne room and say, "Hey guys, what up? I'm here." Yeah, it could be something like that. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know about Probably that. Probably not. <laughs> this first thing is going to be. Yeah. Because well, um, didn't, don't they blame him for now killing the mother and the father? Well, he did kill the father. Didn't he shoot him right on the shitter? Yeah. yeah. Well, because he uh, had right. sex with his woman. Yeah, right on the shitter. The girl, the mm-hmm. woman he loved. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, right, just <laughs> popped him with uh, yep. a bolt. Right yeah. on the shitter. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way I want to go. Right, a, Elvis like right on the pooper. I just like the phrase. That's the way he would have wanted that's it. That's the way he would have wanted it. But Johnny, I'm going to ask you this kind of close it up. Any last thoughts? Um, you know what? I part of me does like the idea of closing it out with Jamie having to kill Cersei mm-hmm. as a Mad Queen now. But part of me also wants the Starks to get their revenge. Revenge in a sense, and kind of like end the circle. It's like you know what. You took someone important from our family. Joffrey said he wasn't going to kill Ned, and then he did. Exactly. So it's now, you know what? One one hand washes another. So you kill, a, a Lannister takes a Stark, a Stark takes a Lannister, or and John that's it. Or Snow takes it, who is... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Well, he's a Stark. He's a Stark. He's also a dragon. Yeah, he has a dragon. Yeah. He's got that wolf and that dragon blood running through him. Exactly. So honestly... Um, I'm gonna throw this out there to you. Mm-hmm. At the end of all this, mm-hmm. who should get the throne? The Iron Throne. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be John or Sansa because I think I always. Oh, this, I don't think. I've had this weird thing about the North, where the North is like, "You guys do you. We're up here. We're fine being on our own. You do you." I think in the end. I mean, of course, I'm also reading into this where. If you're saying, well, Ricky in the books, blah, 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 blah. I haven't read the books. So I'm throwing that out there. I'm going to. We haven't read the books, just so you all know. I am just going off of TV knowledge of what I've seen up to this point. I would like to see Daenerys get the throne. Okay. I would like that because it's kind of like a full circle of this is how it was in the beginning. We're back to it. The Lannisters are gone, except for Tyrion. I like Tyrion. He can stay. He can stay. Jamie, if he kind of completes a full circle, he can stay too. But Daenerys is on the throne in King's Landing. Yeah. Kind of putting order to everything. And all the other kingdoms kind of go back to their own and kind of be their own kind of a thing. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. How about you? Who do you think? I kind of feel... The throne. The throne. The throne? Said. Only... <laughs> the what? The throne, I almost The throne. Uh, I don't think any of them should sit on the thorn. Um, the throne, mm-hmm. I want to give it to Jon Snow. Just for the fact he's got both bloods. I would he's love got, that. I would, I would love, love that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. He's Just because of, who knows, I, there's the word I can't think of it. Um, it probably would go to Daenerys. Mm-hmm. She's fighting for it. Plus, she has the dragons. Yep. But I, I almost want to say. It's kind of hard when you bring in a dragon to a gunfight. Exactly. To a sword fight. <laughs> It's kind of like bringing a knife to a gunfight. That's what yep. it is. We're bringing a dragon to a Valyrian sword yeah. fight. No, no, no. In that case, you're bringing a bazooka to a knife fight. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> We've I've... got swords, but I've got a dragon. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, my thought would be at, they figure out the true war. Mm-hmm. Everyone works together to fight. The White Walkers. The White Walkers. Jon Snow gets the throne because he leads like a true he leader. He leads them against the White Walkers because he knows actually what they're dealing against. Exactly. But 
I wouldn't be against it. The storyline, if I feel like it would go to Daenerys. Okay, and well, this is unless, unless, like I said, unless we play out, play it out that way. Oh, you had to throw your glass up there, Mister Fancy Pants, with his glass. But this is where we turn it on to you guys. Let us know down below. Do you think that Jamie should uh, kill Cersei in either season seven or season eight? What do you guys think of the map theory in third and kind of that last question that Johnny yep. had is who do you think should get the throne at the end of season eight when we're all said and done with Game of Thrones? And how do you think season seven and season eight are, go- are going to plan out? Let us know down below in the comment section. But this has been the Rick and Johnny podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Ricky Widmer. Johnny is at? Wall Machine 9085. And Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Also, if you hit that like and subscribe button, thank you. But also check out patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Just another way to help and support the channel other than hitting that like and subscribe button. want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always... Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.